Welcome to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Their goal is to win the lost, disciple Christians, set the captives free, and see the sick made whole. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org. Now, here is Pastor Gary Culp with today's message. Well, good afternoon. The Lord bless you. What do we know for sure? God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Let's pray for souls. Father, we want everyone to go to heaven. So we're crying out to you for the eternal salvation of every boy and girl, man and woman in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. Their past, present, future spouses, all the children they have now in the future and their family members, all grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members, all great-grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members. By faith, we're sending the Holy Spirit to convict each person of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Lord Jesus Christ, we cry out to you. Please reveal yourself to each person, your incarnation, your perfect life, the great miracles you did, your death, burial, and resurrection, your precious atoning blood, the revelation and understanding that by your stripes we were healed. We come to every boy and girl, man and woman. And yes, Father, they'd humble themselves before you, repent of their sins, receive you, Lord Jesus, as Savior and Lord, being gloriously born again from above. And Father, you'd get every person into a good Bible-believing, teaching church. They would then be baptized in water, receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Every Christian would become a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, or Christ Grant to you that all the demon-possessed, demonizing captives would be set free, and all the sick would be healed from every sickness and every disease. And Lord, your people would receive and walk in financial abundance, prosperity, debt cancellation of their debts, the full blessing of Abraham, whom God blessed in all things. And we agree, and we say we believe we receive in Jesus' name. Also, Father, we love the Jewish people. Oh, Father, we're crying out to them. Father, give them victory over Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, anyone who comes against them. Father, destroy their enemies. Give them divine strategies, Lord. And may no one be able to touch the Jewish people, Father. And be with the families who are going through a time of bereavement. Father, bring comfort. Heal those who are wounded. And Father, give Israel complete and total victory. We, in agreement with your word, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But not only that, Father, we agree that through these wars that are coming up, you're going to restore to them all the land of Canaan. And Father, we agree with your word. The Palestinians have no right to any parcel of land that you've given to Israel. And may they never get it in any way, shape, or form, according to your word, Father, in Jesus' name. And we say thank you. Also, Father, we're crying out against great evils that are trying to come into the United States. Father, we break the plans of the Fed and Joe Biden to bring forth a digital currency. This is part of the one world government, Father God, uh, the mark of the beast. We say no to it in Jesus' name. Send their plans into confusion and derision, Father God. May they never be able to come into any kind of agreement and raise up millions of people to cry out against this 
and we agree there'll be no digital currency until after the rapture of the church. Also, Father, don't let anyone create any more viruses or pestilences. Father, destroy, burn down the labs, send tornadoes, and wipe them out, Father. Don't let there be any more man-made pestilences released against America or the world. And Father, please secure our borders. Father, you know over 7 million people, Father, have come through our borders. Many of them are foreign soldiers, terrorists, pedophiles, drug dealers, sex traffickers, prisoners, those who have come to destroy and do evil to America, Hamas. Father God, expose them, drive them out, Father, whether it be through law enforcement or your angelic host, and don't allow them to touch America in any way, shape, or form. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And Father, please protect our power grid. Don't let there be any more EMPs. Don't let anyone touch or take away our electricity or gas or oil or coal, Father. May we have abundance and be able to use it. And Father, we thank you for fossil fuels. They are a blessing, Father God. And Father, destroy the lie of climate change. Expose that lie to its very depths that no one would believe that ridiculous lie of Satan and his kingdom. Also, Father God, you know the terrible persecution that has come against your servant Donald Trump and his family and against conservatives and Christians. Father, we're reminded of the book of Esther. Father, we are your Mordecai's. We trust you and cry out to you that you will continue to watch over us and protect us. You will strengthen us, Father God. You will provide for us abundantly in every way, shape, and form. Just like with Mordecai, Lord, you'll promote us and will prosper greatly in these last times in every way and advance your kingdom. And Father, the Hamans, those who have set their heart to destroy us and kill us, we agree just like in the book of Esther, you will hang all those Hamans on the very gallows that they've prepared for us. And we thank you for that also in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray for sexual purity to come back to America, Father God. We agree that the only sexual relationship that you bless and is ordained of God is one man, one woman in a marriage covenant, Father God. And that is the only sexual relationship that you bless and that is adorned of, uh, ordained of you. Destroy all the other perversions, Father God, and bring your judgment upon them. And we thank you for that also. And also, Father God, don't let them put any more of that mRNA material into our food, water, plants, or animals. Father God, expose those plants and destroy them. <clears throat> and also, Father, they're trying to destroy our, our air, Father God, with those chemtrails. Father, don't let those planes fly. And don't let there be any more chemtrails, Father God, to try to pollute us and again to kill us. Stop this great evil. And we thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. You know, I learned a lot of things from the broadcast, I mean, from the conference I went to. But I, need, I want to bring forth, uh, because you really need to pray about this, Chris Reed, <clears throat> you know, from Morningstar Ministries, Rick Joyner is the head of it. Well, he's kind of turning things over to Chris Reed, and he has a great prophetic voice, and many things he's already prophesied has come to pass. I, mean, I think he had a vision, I think it was either October 5th or October 8th, and he saw thousands of people that have come across our 
our border. You know those terrorists uh, that our government is letting in? Well, he saw in the dream. And again, you can watch it on Sid Roth. It's called Chris Reed and His Dream. So it's about 25 minutes. I encourage you to watch it for yourself. But basically, it's like this. There's 12 sleeper cells. They've embedded themselves in America. They're trying to bribe and corrupt our officials, threatening them. And if they don't get their way, they're going to set off bombs in America. So... Chris Reed said and Sid Roth said also, we need to pray against that great evil, that it will be uh, destroyed and won't come to pass. In fact, let's just agree right now. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that you would expose all those 12 sleeper cells to law enforcement. And Father God, they would be caught. They would be kicked out of our country. They would not be allowed to do murders or set off bombs. And also, Father God, if you're if law enforcement won't do it, you bring your mighty angelic host to drive them out. <clears throat> in fact, Father, I remember in the Old Testament one time when the enemies came against Israel, you sent all the enemies into derision and they began to kill each other. Lord, if that's your plan, let that happen also. May they just destroy themselves and never be able to hurt America. So we're crying out to you for this and continue to show us how to intercede that these terrible things would not happen. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Now, again, I want to just give you a little perspective here. We know over 7 million uh, uh, illegal immigrants have come across this border. If just 1% of them is terrorist, that's 70,000 terrorists. If 5% are terrorists, that's 350 terrorists, probably with guns and bombs, when command tells them to release it and bring great devastation to America. So we need to pray out against these things. We need to have our borders secured. And again, uh, no matter what, remember, God takes care of those who love and serve him. But we need to pray. And, and, and I can tell from what uh, Chris reads a vision, and you can watch it for yourself on YouTube. Chris, uh, Sid Roth and Chris read the, his dream. Uh, I think you will get motivated to pray also. So I think that's the most important thing up front that you need to be praying for and against. And of course, pray for the Jewish people. Remember, they are to have all the land of Canaan, uh, the two-state solutions from the pit of hell. It's uh, any nation that tries to get them to do that will be receive judgments of God. God gave it to the Jewish people. It's theirs. The Palestinians are just Jordanians years ago that got kicked out of Jordan, I think Egypt. So they have no right to any part of the land. God gave it to the Jewish people. So don't believe the lies of, well, let's just say deceived people. We'll be nice. Okay. Well, let's get into the message. We need to do some preaching today, don't we? We need to find out today if we're going to be, be victorious in these end times. Number one, we need to be confident of who God says we are understand our identity we need to understand and believe that the lord has jesus has given us authority and believe and made available us the power to rule and get results in this life and to win i'm afraid as christians we've been too often even through the songs we uh, sing been trained to lose no god says we are supposed to win jesus won and we're to win also 
let's begin with the confidence in God who said God says you are. You know, I was trained uh, uh, as a minister that, you know, to have the testimony, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Well, in, in essence, that is true. But again, that's not how God sees me. Let me tell you how God sees the Christian. Uh, I'll give you a picture here in, in Ephesians 1.1. 1, 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints. That means holy ones. Those who are born again, God says, I see you as a saint and a holy one. Okay, because remember, you will live in light of how you perceive yourself. If you're a born-again believer, you are a saint, and you're a saint right now. You're a holy one. Well, how did I get holy? Through the blood of Jesus Christ, you've been made holy, set apart for God, and he declares that you are a saint. Also, let's go and see in Romans chapter 8 what God says about us. Verse 16 and 17. I love verse 16. The Spirit himself, remember the third person of the Godhead, Holy Spirit, beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children or sons of God. And if children, here's what you are, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we might be also glorified together. So once you're born again, you need to see yourself, I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. What God has, I have. it's available to me as his child. That just makes sense, doesn't it? Also, here's what God says you are in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we beg you in Christ's stead, be you reconciled to God. Ever born again believer, God says, when you get saved, you're a saint, you're a holy one, you're an heir of God, a joint heir of Christ, but now you're his ambassador. You're his royal representative of heaven here on earth. Wow, you are very, very important. You represent Jesus now that you've been born again in the kingdom of God. Do you see how important our assignment and job and job is? You are an ambassador. Let me give you another wonderful picture about every person who's listening who's born again. Revelation. Oh, I love the book of Revelation, don't you? Revelation chapter 1, I want to start with verse 5 because I love it so much. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. Oh, don't you love this part? Unto him that loveth us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. You need to understand, person, listen to me. Only the blood of Jesus washes away your sin. And for that to happen, you have to repent of those sins and receive Jesus into your heart as Savior and Lord. Then the blood of Jesus washes away your sins and you're all these things I'm telling you about. But here's another revelation of who you are. And has made us, that's ever born again believer, everyone who's truly saved, a kingdom of priests unto God and his Father to whom be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. 
You know, there's a certain denomination or religion out there that you have to go to all this schooling and training, and then you can become a priest, okay, and get your own parish and things like that. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what they do, okay. But the reality is, once you're born again, if you're six, if you're 16, if you're 36, or you're 60, once you're born again, you are a priest, okay? Now, you're a priest in training, what do priests do? One thing they do, they have access to God, and they pray and intercede for others. Oh, yes, for themselves too, for their families, for their church friends, for their friends and neighbors, for anybody who God puts on their heart to pray for. You're have a, you are a priest. You have access to God once you're born again. Now, remember, the, the, the Bible tells us in Romans 8, Jesus is our high priest. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. Yes, he's praying for us also. But also, he hears our prayers because once we're born again, uh, the blood of Jesus has washed away our sins. Now we're a child of God, so we come to Father God in Jesus' name, and we pray and intercede for others. Boy, that's an important responsibility. Can I tell you one of the greatest jobs or purposes once you're born again is to pray and intercede, not just for yourself, but for others. That is a very important job, and God hears your prayers because you are now a priest. The Bible says a kingdom of priests. You didn't realize you were that important, did you? Well, that's who God sees you as. If God says that's who you are, that's who you say you are, and begin by his grace to walk in that. Also, he's declared all these things about you. Well, what about all these things? I must have to have some authority to be able to do things. Yes, you have Authority. You know what the authority is? It's the right to rule, the right to advance the kingdom of God. Let's just go to the Great Commission real quick in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Okay. Jesus whooped up on the devil at the cross, defeated him, humiliated him and his kingdom, through his death, burial, and resurrection, and his blood. So Jesus now legally has all authority in heaven and earth. And that, no, you know, nobody really struggles with that so much, but you need to remember that. But notice what Jesus says to you and I who are saints, to the born again, the church. That's not the denomination, it's the called out ones, you, a saint. Go ye, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So Jesus has delegated authority, the right to rule, to every born-again believer, to be a witness unto him, to share the gospel, to get people saved, and, and <laughs> set the captives free and heal the sick. And we'll get into that in just a minute. But you need to understand Jesus has all authority, but he made the decision when he left to delegate some of that authority to you and I.
In fact, let me give you a good biblical example. Because see, Jesus never had anybody do with anything without giving them the authority, the right to do it. Does that, that just make sense, doesn't it? Let's go real quick, look at the 70. We always talk about the 12. Let's talk about the 70. Luke 10, 1, after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself would come. Notice verse 9, he says, and heal the sick that are there and say unto them, the kingdom of God has come near unto you. Jump down to verse 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject unto us through thy name. In other words, Jesus says, I give you authority to use my name, and my name will defeat the enemy. But let's go ahead and read what Jesus said. Verse 18, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Very good word. Okay, verse 19, Jesus talking to them. Jesus talking to anyone that he has saved and has anointed and purposed to advance his kingdom. This is true of you. Behold, I give unto you power or authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. That means Satan and his kingdom. And nothing shall by any means hurt you, notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Ooh. Did you hear that? You see, Jesus believes that when he saves you, your name's written in heaven, and you're supposed to rejoice now that you're going to heaven because he has given you eternal life. So you're not popping up and down. You're secure in Christ. Your name's written in heaven, and he wants you to rejoice now that your names are written in heaven. And we won't get off on that, but... You need to be secure who you are in Christ and you have a home in heaven because Jesus said so. And anybody that contradicts Jesus, well, plop, plop, fizz, fizz. You got it? <laughs> they're not, they're going to go to the wrong place. So he has given us authority. And let's even look at this even in depth because we need to be practicing this uh, with our, in our families and with other brothers and sisters in Christ. Here it is, Matthew 18, start verse 18. Again, talking to believers. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you, red letters, Jesus Christ, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, don't you love that? It shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So Jesus has given you and he mentions it's good to have two or three. There's power and agreement, right? Find someone you can agree with. If you can get a group to agree, that's even better. But you, as, if you agree as touching anything, it shall be done. And we are to bind. Another good word is forbid. The things of Satan in his kingdom and our lives and others. And we're to loose people. Or another good word in some of your Bibles might be the word Permit. 
We are to loose people, see them set free, loose blessing, good things on them, and bind the works of, of darkness. And Jesus says, and that's all that really matters, right? Jesus says, I've given you the authority to do it. Say, thank you, Jesus. Also, you have to have power. Authority is the right to rule. Power is the ability to rule. Well, notice what Jesus said just before he went back up to heaven. Again, remember, he died, rose again the third day, was, was here on earth for 40 days, appeared to lots and lots of people, and then he went right back up to heaven. But what did he say? What did he say he was going to do for us? Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And you shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit, you know, the third person of the Godhead, the one who regenerated you when you got saved, you receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So he gives us not just authority, you might say the badge, he gives us the gun, the power of the Holy Spirit to be his witnesses. Now again, you know, Jesus likes to be specific just in case you didn't get it. You heard me do Matthew's Great Commission, but many people avoid Mark's Great, com uh, great Commission. Don't know why. I guess because they decided they don't want that part of the Bible. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's, but let's look at it because we believe all the Word of God. Okay. Mark 16, and it all works too. <laughs> Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, Jesus, go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So God's will is for everyone to get saved. And he already says a lot won't, but he, it's his will and he wants us to tell him. Okay. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. If you're not born again, you go to hell. Okay. So we want everyone to get born again, right? Okay. So Jesus, just in case you didn't get the memo that... Well, what kind of things will I be doing when I really trust in Jesus and get empowered by the Holy Spirit? Well, here it is, verse 17. And these signs shall follow those who believe, not special anointed believers, those who believe. That means you're really born again. Okay. In my name, it's always in Jesus' name, not your name. They shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues, and you often get that uh, prayer language when you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And boy, I've stood on that a lot, and it works. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall <coughs> recover. Well, I can't heal anybody. Well, that's not what the Bible says. Jesus says, use my name, the authority I've given you. You have the Holy Spirit living in you. I did everything I did. Jesus did by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's good theology. You're to do everything you do in Jesus' name through the power of the Holy Spirit. You, you understand you have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had, that the 12 had, that the 70 had. And that's why you can do those things. But if you don't believe you have the authority and power. Will you do it? <laughs> or sad to say, if you've been taught, well, that doesn't work anymore and it's not real, well, then you have no faith for it. And 
It just, again, you don't get to enjoy that blessing. But notice that's what Jesus, that's what the Bible said you would do because he has made you. Let's remind ourselves, he has made us a saint, an heir of God, an ambassador. We are accepting the beloved, Ephesians 1, 6. We're a kingdom of priests. So he says, you are big and I've given you great jobs, but I'm giving you the authority, the right to rule, to do these things. I'm delegating it to you from Jesus who has all authority. And he says also to get the job done, you've got to have power. I've given you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in your spirit, man. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to ask the Lord for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But through the Holy Spirit's power, you get the job done. You cast out demons, you speak with new tongues, you take up serpents. If you drink any deadly thing, you shall not harm them. And you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover because God said so. But you have to believe who God says you are. You have to understand and believe you have the authority and you have the power to get the job done. I hope that's encouraged you today. In this wicked world, we are called to win and not lose. And Jesus, who has all authority, has said, I give the authority to you. Now, you don't have this authority or power or identity until Jesus lives in your heart. Are you a born-again believer? If you're not sure, but you want Jesus with all your heart, pray with me right now. Dear God, I see it. I know that I'm a sinner. I believe and understand that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose again. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins right now. I ask you to come into my heart and be my Savior and Lord of my life. I give myself to you completely, both now and forever. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org or send an email to Pastor Gary. His email is GaryCulp at Yahoo.com. Please join them again next week as they continue to expound on God's truth in a relevant and practical way.